welcome to the 412 Canada podcast. Thanks for joining us. My name is Kim Hutchins, and at 412, we're equipping the church for greater influence through serving. 412 is a ministry of Faith Baptist Church in Huntsville, Ontario. We are so excited to be able to continue to equip you as we expand our podcast to YouTube. Today, I'm excited to bring you Dave Lane. Dave has been a youth pastor for over 30 years and a family pastor for six. He is currently the Satellite Director for Youth Unlimited YFC Sarnia-Lambton. And in this episode, we're going to chat about what true greatness really is. This is going to be a great discussion and we don't want you to miss a thing. So make sure you check out our show notes where we'll have links for all of Dave's recommendations. Hey Dave, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me back. I love coming to your show. It's great to Yay! be here in, in your cool studio. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> uh, and I'm so glad that you could come up. And this has been quite the season. I know you, I've had you mm -hmm. on before, but how are you doing during this we season? We are taking one day at a time. Yeah. You know, I think it's uh, it's really stretching our faith at times because we gotta trust God, mm -hmm. right? Because God's ultimately in control. So we're we're doing. Yeah, and again, like last time we did talk to parents, and we're going to go back and talk about parenting because yep. this really, this past year has been so different yep. than anything we've ever experienced. And I think even if you are still volunteering and yeah. working with kids or youth or preschool, it's so important to understand um, a parent's role yep. in the lives of the kids. And as a parent, we need some encouragement, right? Yep. Yeah, because yeah. it's interesting, Kim, you know, with the churches going through what they're going through, the volunteers have kind of been removed for the time. Yeah. Right? It's the church trying to help the, the parents directly through videos, through podcasts, all that kind of stuff. So this is really, I think, going to help parents. So Okay. Well, and let's jump right in. Let's talk about success and greatness. Mm -hmm. And you, I know you're going to mention this book, Raising yeah. Kids for True Greatness. I'm just going to pick that up yeah. so that people can kind of take a look at that. Yes. Um, and we'll have a link for it. But let's talk about that. Tell me, what is success and what is greatness? Yeah, I think, Kim, for me, before I read the book, I never saw the difference. Okay. And when I started reading the book, it was interesting because what hit me, and this is what the author Tim Kimmel talks about, he says that there is a constant tension between success and true greatness. Mm, okay. Like it's con there's constantly a battle. Yeah. In fact, he compares it to, let me read the description. Yeah, for sure. He says this, that success looks inward, okay? Okay. True greatness looks upward mm -hmm. to God, then outward. Success loves what it sees in a mirror. True greatness grieves over what it sees through its windows. Okay. Success is about my agenda. True greatness is about God's agenda. Success accommodates selfishness. True greatness celebrates selflessness. Success pays off for now. Mm. True greatness pays off forever. Mm. And so when you see that comparison, yeah. you're like, why would I go after success, which is very, very temporary, uh -huh. when I can go after greatness, which has an eternal impact? Yeah, so mm. why do you think, though, parents, we naturally maybe lean or push our kids towards success? Yeah. I think it's, it's, the reason why is because success is, there's, the payoff is more tangible. Okay. Right. You see, you the, see you, the effects you, you right see, away. You see the ribbons. You see mm -hmm. the awards. You see the marks. You see the scholarships. You see the, and so it's like, this is what it is, right? Yeah. And I think, too, it draws more attention. Like, I think for a lot of us as parents, we have the best intentions, but when our kids are successful, 
Kim, let's face it, it makes us look good. That's true. <laughs> like if right? my if my son's the star quarterback, <laughs> yeah. Like I'm the dad of the star quarterback, right? <laughs> and so it, it brings that immediate gratification. And so I think as parents, what we tend to do is we tend to to fall into that. Okay, and so what are also some things as parents that we do that push our kids towards an attitude of wanting to be served instead of being like serving, right? Serving others and what, yeah, how do we Yeah, I think it's some of the vocabulary we use, like when we talk about this idea, you know, having high marks. Mm. And I'm not saying that high marks are bad, mm -hmm. okay? Because if the student can accomplish, that's great. They need to do the best they can. But we define them by their marks. We define them as the as being the best player in the team. Yeah. And so what happens that that is kind of scary is this: is we become pre we become so preoccupied with what's going on in their heads mm -hmm. that we actually neglect what is going on in their hearts. Okay. And it's interesting because for a lot of us, we are more concerned about okay the good marks and all that kind of stuff, and we're not really we don't give it a enough attention, you know, where they are with God, what's going on in their heart. Mm -hmm. So that's the kind of the, the tension you have because true greatness is all about what's going on in their heart. Right. Right. And so success can draw us to that. Okay. So the, like success, there's kind of that illusion of yeah. success. Yeah. In fact, it's interesting when I read it, what I thought about, and I forget the actual verse, but it's in Proverbs. It talks about how the foolish chases after the mist. Oh. Right. Yeah. So it's there and then it's gone. Because it's an illusion, because success always changes. Like what success was two months ago may be totally different to what it is now, because it's constantly changing. In fact, it's interesting, the illusion is this, is that we want our kids to be the smartest, the fastest, the prettiest, the most connected, the most popular, the best outfitted, the best rewarded, and the most confident, hmm. right? And yeah. so we have got to be very careful as parents that sometimes, and I've been guilty of this, we're not living through our kids. Yeah. Right? Because we want them to accomplish the things we never did. It's true, right? We kind of get caught up in that. Yeah. Um, yeah, and you said about going back even a couple months. Well, let's go back like 2,000 years. Okay. Right? So what in Jesus' day, like who were the successful people, right? Yeah. Who were they and how did Jesus respond to them? Yeah. It's interesting that the successful people in Jesus' day were the Pharisees. Yeah. Because they were respected, mm -hmm. they were revered, and they were actually feared. Oh, okay. Because they were the ones that everyone's like, okay, you don't question them. But then Jesus comes along, and what he does <laughs> is he ignores them. Yeah. Right? And it just infuriates them because <laughs> everyone else is basically bowing down to them. Mm -hmm. Jesus is like, I don't really care. <laughs> right? In fact, in fact, if you look at the times where Jesus gets mad, he gets mad at the Pharisees. Right. Right? You brood of vipers, you whitewashed tombs, you look beautiful, <laughs> in this, but you're full of dead man's bones, right? And so many times what the Pharisees would do is they would get into Jesus' face mm. and he would just continue to ignore them. And it would infuriate them so much, Kim, that that's what actually caused them to want him dead, right? Yeah. And so he wasn't <laughs> focused on success, even though it's very alluring, right? And these religious leaders, they were drawn to it because in that day, if you were a Pharisee, that was the, you'd hit the pinnacle. Yeah. Right? You were, so, you were you successful, were, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so what do you think then is the world's definition of success? Well, I think the world's definition comes down to four ideas that mm. the book talks about that I thought was great. The first one is wealth. Okay. Because our culture is actually driven by it. Mm -hmm. Like if you think about this, uh, 
this is probably the one that's the head on the list, the head of the list, because I think everything else, the other three kind of fall out of this one. Okay. And Ecclesiastes 5 says this. This is written by King Solomon, okay? Very wealthy man. Mm -hmm. right? He said this, whoever loves money never has enough, and whoever loves wealth is never satisfied with their income. That's hard to imagine that the wealthiest person would write that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> right? You don't well, imagine that they would say that. Yeah, and you, you think about people in our society today who are wealthy. Yeah. Like, when do you, when do you, like, I remember someone, I think it was a Rockefellers. Mm -hmm. He was always like, just one more dollar. Yeah. Just one more dollar. Oh my goodness. And he was one of the wealthiest men that, that lived. Yeah. Right? And here's what I want to tell you, Kim, is money isn't bad. Mm -hmm. It's not bad in itself. The problem is, is when we're consumed by wealth. Mm. Yeah. Because Jesus says you can't serve two masters. You're either going to hate the one and love the other, be devoted to the one or despise the other. Mm -hmm. And so I think what we want to encourage our kids is this, is we want them to have the income, the kind of income that will allow them to do what God wants them to do. Yeah. And allow them to give as well. Right. And so money in itself isn't bad as long as it doesn't consume us. And drive us. Yeah. So that would be the first one is wealth. Okay. So wealth. Okay. What's after? The second wealth? one is beauty. And okay. what I would put in there too is is um, is health as well. Okay. Okay. And I think that our our culture is actually defined by this. Mm -hmm. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that being healthy <laughs> is a bad thing. It's yeah. a good thing. Okay. <laughs> and looking nice is good as well. But the problem is, it can so easily become an idol in our lives. Mm. You know, working with teenagers for 30 years, you know, I have seen a lot of this, especially with their young girls. Mm -hmm. I was reading a book, because I'm being part of Youth Unlimited, they have this book that talks about the issues that students face. And it was written a few years ago, but I was blown away by the statistics of bulimia and anorexia. Mm. Yeah, it'd be shocking, right? Yeah, and so you become so consumed with it that you actually begin to do dangerous things mm. because you want to be defined as beauty. And here's the thing too is, you know, I'm getting older. I'm 50, almost 50. I know I don't look it. But I realize that as I'm getting older, that fades away. Right. Like, like outward beauty fades away. In fact, I, I was reading this. Uh, this verse was in the book. kind of hit me. It's 2 Corinthians 10, uh, 12 says this. We do not dare to classify or compare ourselves with some, uh, with some who commend themselves. Okay. When they measure themselves by themselves and compare themselves with themselves they are not wise. Oh. And so beauty is, is more than skin, it's, it's, more, it's, it's more than skin deep, right? Yeah. And I think what we need to be doing when it comes to beauty is this, is we need to line ourselves up with how God sees us mm -hmm. and not how the world sees us. Because the world says, you're beautiful when you get to this point. Right. God says, I made you beautiful. Mm -hmm. You were beautiful from the, from the day you were, you know, conceived, mm -hmm. right? And so, Finding our beauty in God, who already loves us, I think is an important thing. Mm -hmm. So it'd be, it'd be wealth, it'd be beauty. And then? Then, this one is an interesting one, it's, it's power. Power? Mm -hmm. Really? And the book says this, that our culture is actually intoxicated by it. Oh, I can see that, yeah. Right. And this is the definition it gave, which I, I, want, I want to know what you think <laughs> of this. It says this, power is what you get when you take your desire to influence and put it on a diet of relational steroids. Okay. 
You wanna break that down for me? That's interesting. So the whole idea that it just consumes. Okay. And all you want is power. Yeah, and you see that in the lives of some people, right? Like you just start with a little and it keeps going and going. Yeah, so when you walk in the room, you wanna be the most powerful person in the room. Mm -hmm. right? You wanna command the most respect. Right? You want to actually be feared in some way. Yeah. Right? But it's interesting what James talks about, because in uh -huh. James chapter 4, he says this in verse 6, God opposes the proud mm -hmm. right, and shows favor to the humble. But then in verse 10 it says, humble yourself before the, before, before the Lord and he will lift you up. Because what I would tell you, Kim, is this, is power is not bad in itself. Right. And if you experience true greatness, you will experience power. Mm -hmm. but it's a power that God has given you. Because the Bible tells us the moment we accept Christ, we receive the most, we receive the greatest power ever. The yeah. Holy Spirit indwells us, right? And so we have access to, to this power that is amazing, but it's not sought after. It's yeah. given to us, all right? Yeah, there's a big difference in yeah. that. Okay, yeah. so what are the first three? What was it? Wealth. Wealth. Health. Yeah. Power. Oh, I, I like that. See? Wealth, health, power. So the beauty. I know. Yeah, there's That's beauty okay. I like there. that. I like that. I like that. So but those hey, are, I paid yeah, attention. I, you paid attention. You got it. That's great. And so the last one I would say, Kim, is this, and this is an interesting one, is yeah. fame. Okay. And our culture actually worships it. Think about our movie stars. Oh, man. Like right? we, we worship them, right? We have lunch boxes and, and, and backpacks and everything with their pictures on it. We have notebooks. We have all this kind of stuff. We buy their albums because we think, man, they are, they are it. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting because Jesus said this. He said, whoever tries to keep their life will lose it. Whatever loses their life will preserve it. Mm. But what you'll find, too, is like, like with power and wealth and with, uh, with beauty, they're not bad things as long as we're not chasing after them. Right. As long as fame finds you and you, it doesn't drive you. Because think about some people who are famous, mm -hmm. who never looked for it, like Mother Teresa. Kim, why is she famous? Well, for all she did, right? Like, and she certainly wasn't seeking any of those no. things. So what a difference compared to when you yeah. just look at a celebrity. And in Calcutta, she was in the, she was in the, she was, she lived with those in poverty. Yeah. And it's interesting because it was in youth group, actually. I read this. It was in youth group where she heard about this idea of, of giving up your life. Oh, and, wow. And she did it. And, and she is known because of what God did through her. Yeah. And even, even think about the early believers who died for their faith, like in the time of Nero. Yeah. Like they weren't looking for fame. No. But because they lived in a way and, and sacrificed, we talk about them years later. Yeah. So it, it's just an interesting. So those are the four things that where the world would say, okay, this is what defi this is the definition of success, but those things in themselves, like I said, aren't bad, but they need to be God-given. Right. And not achieved on our own. So, yeah. Yeah, and so thinking of Ephesians 4, <coughs> yeah. what would you think uh, where it says, you know, we need to live a life worthy of our calling? Because mm -hmm. you've been called by God. Mm -hmm. So I just wondered your thoughts on that. Yeah, I think calling is huge. Yeah. I think, Kim, that a lot of people don't know their calling. Mm -hmm. They don't know what true greatness is. Right. Right. And so what we're going to do, because I think we're running out of time, is we're going to talk about that next time. Because yes. I don't, we don't want to leave them hanging. Okay? No, so this I know. Is what this is a great success discussion. is 
we'll see you later, yeah. right? Because there's that tension, right? And so we want to make sure that we tell them about true greatness. So we're going to talk about what true greatness is in, in our next uh, Yeah. Year. Yeah, and so before we finish up, mm -hmm. now a lot of people who are watching this, they are volunteering or they lead volunteers or they're parents, right? Mm -hmm. And they're parenting through this season. So how can they use this information or this book to help them uh, with their parenting? Yeah, I think of Romans 12 mm -hmm. when it says, oh, do not Romans be conformed 12. by this world, yeah. but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Yeah. And I think what we need to do as parents or as children workers or, children or youth workers, we need to make sure that we don't get sucked in. Mm -hmm. Because what we have to realize, Kim, is this, is the pull of this world is stronger than we think. And if we're not aware, we can be sucked into it because who's in charge of the world? Satan. Mm -hmm. And he is the father of what? Deception. Yeah. And so it's very easy to find ourselves. Like, I got to be honest with Kim, even looking at this, this whole idea of success, I thought to myself, man, there have been times where I've pushed my kids. And not that we can't push them and say, okay, you need to do the best for God, but we can be sucked in because we want, like I said, we want to live through them. And so just understanding that, I think if we're not ignorant of it, mm -hmm. we can be a lot more aware and then we can, yeah. So just being aware yeah. that we got to push them to what true greatness is. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Dave. Hey. I love that we could talk about this book. I know it'll be on my reading pile. And yes. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. <laughs> so for those that are joining us here today, um, I don't want you to miss part two with Dave. And we're going to continue this discussion on true greatness. So if you're listening to the audio version of this podcast, remember to subscribe on your podcast app. And for those watching the video edition, subscribe to our YouTube channel so that you don't miss an episode. Also, hop onto the discussion by following us on social media. You can find us on Instagram at 412 Canada. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. Done. Yay. Two down, three to go.